I'm Morgan. And I'm Trisha. And we are first time new moms. Join us on this crazy, beautiful ride of momhood where we mom cast each week, breaking the stereotypes of momhood and supporting each other on the good, bad, and often comical parts of being a mom. This is Mom Jeans and Minivans for the perfectly imperfect mom. Ooh, that was so in sync. <laughs> Sign of a good show to come. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> hello. We have a special guest tonight. We have my brother-in-law, Andre Collins, joining us for tonight's show. Hey, Dre. Yay. Hi, hi. But Morgan, I, I told you before this show started that I needed a proper introduction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if brother-in-law fits the bill, but it'll do for now. Brother-in-law with the mostest. <laughs> He's living with us for what, this next year. Yeah. Yep. That's We're- amazing. So the whole year you're going to be there? Yeah, we're going to be here. Um, my son really wanted to get a little closer to New Jersey. Um, well, for a couple of reasons. The main reason was to to visit with my mom, who's 80, 86, Six, I think. Yeah. 86, mm-hmm. soon to be 87. We just hadn't really spent a lot of time with her because we've been living in Arlington, Virginia. So we wanted to get a little closer to her. Um, I did, and my son decided to come and finish high school at my old high school. So it's been great, and Phil and Morgan have been super wonderful to allow us to stay here and welcome us into the home and just let us do whatever we want here so it's been it's Aww, been fantastic the kids are loving it. that's amazing i mean i got to meet you guys at charlie's birthday party mm-hmm. but it was literally like hey i'm andre and i was like hello and like i'm pretty sure that's all that happened so i wish i got to talk <laughs> so to you more to but now i'll get to talk to you the board. now yes <laughs> yes <laughs> well why don't you tell us a little about yourself? What do you do? Married, not married, kids? We know you have one child. <laughs> yep, yep. So I'm, I know this is a little bit about parenting. So I am, a, I am a dad to three, two girls and a boy. My oldest is Lola, who's 24 and in graduate school in London at the Chelsea School of Art. Wow. So she's just living her life in a fabulous way. My middle child, daughter, Karis, with a K like Paris, Mm. is at the University of South Carolina and a sophomore. So she's doing fantastically. And my son, Chet, is a senior here in high school in South Jersey with us. Um, I'm married. I've been married for a long time to my beautiful wife. You guys just had um, an anniversary. Erica, we just had an anniversary on October 13th. I'll never forget that. <laughs> um, but no, it's been great. I've had I've had the most amazing life uh, growing up here in Cinnaminson, then um, graduating from Cinnaminson High and going on to Penn State University where I lettered in football for four years. Wow. Uh, drafted by Washington as their first pick in 1990. I played 10 seasons in the NFL. I don't even think I realized you were number one. Yeah, and now and then uh, I've been working at the NFL Players Union for the last 18 years, um, just focusing on, um, you know, helping former players uh, find purpose um, after a life in sports. So it's been um, wow. I've had this amazing life, and it's uh, cruising right along for sure. <laughs> How lucky are we to have you on our show? Which is so. <laughs> That's what I meant by proper introduction. I'm so excited. So. Dre was the first one that like came to me and said, hey, I want to be on the show. <laughs> so I was like, all right. And you've been here and sports is kind of the world you're living in right now. You played sports and then obviously with Chet trying to get him into 
college and basketball is such a different game than football. You know the football world inside out. Right. I, I know absolutely nothing about uh, college basketball recruiting. So Chet and I, we're learning day by day, step by step. Um, wow. Football is a very regimented recruiting process where uh, the network of coaches that go out and scout players has been established for probably 100 years. Do you think that's also just a world you're familiar in or you really do think it's next level compared to basketball no I, no I, I hear you I am familiar but it is it is very different in football um, the basketball it's just there's just so few opportunities and it's just there's just and so many kids play basketball so there's just no way for these coaches to know who's out there who's doing what so you really have to click into marketing mode you really have to promote. Um, your young athletes, you really have to video, you really have to join some of these athletic websites and be relentless. It really is the squeaky wheel gets mm -hmm. the oil when it comes to uh, college basketball recruiting. So we're in the throes of it and we're just doing the best we can right now. When did you guys start? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> like when did when Chet I realized, know he wanted to play in college? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was somewhere during his sophomore okay. year. So I think when uh, we realized that Chet really wanted to commit to college basketball. Um, the filming became a little more serious. You serious know, as in Erica has Erica, been. my wife, is at the end of the day, <laughs> she will be the MVP. Um, she has filmed every play of every game of every sport that our son has played in. Um, so just Aww. being able to have that video is so valuable. We didn't know at the time, but as we've grown in the recruiting process, that film is 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 very critical uh, to the process. So she she will be the MVP. We can't tell her she's the MVP right now because we know you how you moms get right. You moms you moms get crazy. But when it's all said and done, she'll be the MVP. Just can't tell her that just yet. So do you guys have to compile it or did you send it off to a place that compiles the videos? Yep, we've joined a we've joined a website called NCSA, which is Next College Scouting Association or something to that effect. So we have a membership and the membership's not cheap, you know, so you have to pay to be a member. Um, you upload all your videos, your student profile, your grades, where you're from, how tall you are, what position you play. And the college coaches know to go. There's more than one of these websites, but the college coaches know to go to NCSA and kind of cruise the website and look for players. But again, there's just no there's no there's no guarantee. So we now, is this whole... NCSA, is this just for basketball or is it all sports? No, they have, you know, there's there's divisions for all sports, okay. divisions for all sports. So we really spent the summer, uh, Trisha, just driving from North Carolina to Maine, playing in basketball invitationals. Like every Friday, we were on the road to play over the weekend, to meet coaches, to play against the best competition on the wow. East Coast. So. It's a labor of yeah, love. I have so and much respect. It's a lot of work. It's a lot parents. of work. I played Division One soccer, mm. and I wasn't recruited at all. I came from a small town, and so my parents, I was lucky enough to have parents that did anything they could to help me get noticed, and we were traveling hour and a half during the week for practices, grabbing some fast food on the way home just so we could have something to eat and get home and sleep and do it all over again. And film was, was huge even <laughs> back then when <laughs> I even went to school. Um, and 
yeah, we ended up putting our own highlight reel together and it it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So, um, it takes a whole army. I hear from some of these families and the travel up and down the East coast. And especially when you have multiple kids doing different sports and two years apart and it's just (laughs) some serious dedication. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's so good. Yeah. I think it's so good for kids. I, I mean, I know for myself, I I think soccer just helped weave me into the person I am. I think I have the work ethic I have because of sports. Um, and I know what perseverance really means <laughs> after going through everything I had to go through. I so agree, Trisha. I feel like it builds really great character. Yep. I did uh, sports all in high school and then I did crew freshman and then sophomore year I hurt my back so I stopped but mm-hmm. like you said it just the dedication especially balancing mm-hmm. with academics yeah camaraderie and pain and yeah pushing yourself <laughs> yes well said ladies I I know that regiment all too well personally for sure so you guys started sophomore year you started traveling doing videos like what's the process for anyone out there that's how do I get my kid noticed what would you say I would say you really have to not be shy you know and I think mm-hmm. sometimes as parents you know and I you know and I'm from a different generation I was born in 1968 and my parents were just I was I would say reserved so I kind of grew up in that mold um, you are not but, reserved though <laughs> Right. And you can't you can't be. And sometimes parents think maybe they're going a little overboard um, and don't want to offend anyone. But you're really not offending anyone. And you really do have to go overboard for your son or daughter. There are just so many kids out there playing high school sports that you really have to work hard to just just get in one of those cracks. And every school's not going to love you. But there might be one coach somewhere at one school that says, hey, wow, I like that kid. And that's really what you're searching for. It's the needle in the haystack um, Mm -hmm. because there are so many kids playing. But don't be shy for the parents. Don't be shy Um, for the ones that don't video their kids. If it's not too late for you, you must video your kids. You must be able to document their successes. That's the only way that coaches say, are going to see you. Can even not video? Like, that just seems like a given in this day and age. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, on the circuit, I've seen so many parents. And it's stressful, you know, having to come in video. And I thank my wife for it every day. Um, I would not have been able to come to those games and do that. I wanted to watch the games. I wanted to feel the environment. I wanted to see my son in action. But my wife sacrificed so much to just be able to video she never got to watch yeah Yeah, she never got to watch those games she had to watch the camera yeah and um i understand why parents don't video the games first of all watching your son or daughter play sports has to be one of the most painful (laughs) things in life you're you're hoping you're wishing they do well when they don't you know everyone's what dying. kind of parent are you on the sideline <laughs> oh i mean i have i have a lot of experience as a parent you know uh chet played three sports he played football basketball and baseball so i think um as a football parent i was very relaxed you know he was an awesome football player he was usually faster than most of the kids so he was going to have some success so i just watched with great joy and low stress <laughs> um basketball was somewhere in the middle um, 
but I didn't know a lot about basketball. So for me, I was learning. He was teaching me a lot about basketball and I was learning with him. Um, and I felt like I was a more vocal basketball parent because I understand sports performance after playing pro for so many years. I really thought there were times, Chet, you can play faster. Chet, um, you know, work harder at that. Chet, move your feet better. So things like that I would chime in on. I never told him how to shoot or, or how to dribble or things like that, but I always wanted him to play faster. Would he welcome the advice or get you get the eye roll? Um, um, we got eye rolls. Chet is in the other room. Over the years, over the years, I learned how to be better about it. So instead of just jumping on him in the car and saying X, Y, Z, which wasn't a good time for anyone. And I'm not saying that he played poorly. I mean, there were days when he played great, but I still just, yes, I couldn't help myself. So I stopped doing the in the car thing on the way home. And I would just say to him, Hey, uh, great effort, because it really is about the effort. And I think as parents, we always want results when really, if our kid is making the best effort and doing the best they can, that's really all you can ask for. Mm -hmm. So I would just congratulate him on his effort. And I would say, hey, I'm going to text you <laughs> a few things. And I would try and keep it to one, two or three points. But at least that way we had time to exhale, decompress, process, the decompress. Game. But also as a parent, I had to realize that he needed to build his own resiliency. I couldn't always just say, hey, good job, uh, great game, you're going to be okay. Sometimes yeah. I had to let him be in it so that yeah. he could develop his own resiliency. And I think as parents, it's natural. You want to protect your kids. You want your kids to feel good. You want your kids to feel proud about their performance. But really, we just need to back off and let them develop their own resiliency in some things. Yeah. So I learned I learned that in basketball. But easily the most painful sport to watch your kid baseball. play, bar none, Why? is baseball. Painful. <laughs> It's long. Painful, it's painful, a, it's, that's a, painful. Because it's, it's so much out of his control. Well, I mean, you think if a batter is having a good day at the plate, he's only hitting the ball yeah. one out of three times or one out of four times. And, you know, your expectation is, oh, my kid's going to get a hit every time. Or if the fly ball's coming to the outfield, they're young. It's hard for them to judge that stuff. But you want him to catch every fly ball and they just don't do it. But painful as a parent to watch baseball and... um when he finally decided that uh, he was going to concentrate on basketball, at least that was one good thing for me, that baseball <laughs> life was over. Yeah. Although I love baseball as a fan, I just Could didn't like watching. watching my son play. I actually hear that from a lot of parents. They're always like, oh, baseball. Yeah, and I, you know, and for me, I was thinking like, especially in the Little League days, when um, they would call your son out of the dugout to pitch a couple of innings, you're just like, uh, and that was not his position. Oh, and it wasn't his position. And you're hoping you're hoping that he just goes out there and can get the ball over the plate or that he doesn't give up a million hits or that he doesn't hit a million batters with the ball. I mean, it's it was a lot. But I must say, you know, all in all, watching my son play all the sports that he played um, the majority of the time, it was a really fun experience. And he had lots of success. I will have to That's say great. Looking on the outside, the will I see, I see his dedication. Like he is determined. I, I kid you not. He'll. I mean, he's studious. He goes out on a Friday night, but he will be up before us, which is saying a lot because we get up around six or seven in this house. Wow. I'll come downstairs. He's not here. You know, he's either shooting hoops, 
working out in the gym on a Saturday and all on his own. And he's, you connected him to a gym where he's, you know, I don't even know the coaches or people he's connecting with, but I mean, he is determined. I mean, mentality, yeah. that's huge. I mean, he's out there that's building great. his own relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, he's up early. He's out of the house. Um, it's school, um, basketball and weight training. That's where he is emotionally right now and physically. So, you know, as a parent, you know, when you see that kind of dedication, you want to help them more. Yeah, you want to help more, you want to create opportunity. And you just really hope the things that you've preached your whole life that, you know, work over everything, you know, hard work pays off. You just really hope that, you know, it, it comes to fruition in the end. So right now he has some verbal right. offers, but not to the dream school, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's got some small school interests and offers right now. Um, but we're hoping, um, we're you know, the big schools come later. So we're just, we're trying not to think about where we're going to be or how it's going to end up. We just really want to focus on, again, back to just being your best every day in every moment that's you know you just want to really stay there emotionally and performance wise just be in the moment do your best if you've done your best that's all you can do that's all yeah exactly now has no chet has some top schools that he's interested in have you guys targeted them reached out to those coaches specifically sent the videos to them specifically yeah we've um you know we've reached out to those schools in round one what do you Um, mean we I mean, there's there's multiple rounds of sending emails. So we've reached out to those schools like, in round literally, one. Literally, like they have their timing. Or you're just saying when you got the ball rolling. No, when okay. we got the ball rolling. So this is last year. We reached out to those schools uh, just trying to put ourselves on the map. And what we did is, you know, you reach out to those schools. You attach your video. Um, and we had a really favorable response from most of those schools. They invited us to their summer elite um invitational so not everyone gets invited to those so that when we got invited to those elite invitationals we said okay this is an opportunity to showcase some of our talents you know but when you show up there's still you know 200 kids yeah. there but it's not 5,000 kids that sent like, their information be on your best game i hope you're feeling well like this is that little glimmer to shine they have i know they're watching you like oh it's, so much pressure it's a lot of pressure. So that's what we did all summer. We we played at those invitationals. And, you know, he was coming off an ankle injury um, heading into some of those invitationals. So, you know, on the two-day camps, like the first day, he playing great and his ankle's holding up. But then the second day, you can tell, like, oh, that was a long time to be on that ankle. And a couple of those invitationals, you know, we really couldn't finish um, the second day which was fine. I felt like we had done enough. But toward the end of the summer, um, playing in a couple of invitationals at some schools that he really wants to play at, he played He played great. So, um, for example, if the University of Pennsylvania has an invitational, it's not just Penn that's there. It's some of the other Ivies and some of oh, the other okay. small schools from in and around Pennsylvania. So there so might be 20 school. schools there. Right. They're the hosts. There might be 20 schools there. And we got a lot of really good positive feedback um, from multiple schools that were at some of those events. So we're just trying to build on that. And, and the upcoming basketball season still will loom large as the most important event that we can participate and in. I was asking you months. earlier tonight. So you said coaches actually come to the games, college coaches. That's normal. Or 
it's normal here. And that's why we want it. Um, that's why we're so excited to be in New Jersey. Um, it really is a basketball environment. Um, there's lots of schools in New Jersey that play Division One basketball. Tons of schools in Philadelphia that play Division One basketball. And um, they come to the games uh, and they see the kids and they have scouts that are out there. And um, the South Jersey newspaper, the Courier Post and the Philadelphia Inquirer really cover high school sports well. So if you play great, it's not like you're in a little community paper. Uh, this is a this is a big city um, and you're going to be okay. in a big paper and all those all those schools will read the sports section. So we're just banking on some of that. But we're not going to leave any stone unturned. You know, we've got our next round of emails that will be going out. How um, often are you emailing schools? In the next couple of nights, as often as we can. This will be our second round. Um, we'll do another round during the school year once the basketball season starts and then immediately afterward. Okay. So he has a list of 10 schools. Uh, but also at the same time, Chet is, um, he's realistic. He has, he has aspirations academically and he won't forego academics to be in the middle of nowhere at just some school uh, playing basketball. So he's been very mature in that sense. Well, that's one of his requirements is not only basketball, but that they have the programs that he wants. Absolutely. That's absolutely. about him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now he's, um, you know, I don't want to make yeah, this all about I mean, it's not easy him, to pick up but... and move, you know, your school and your senior year. So to no. do that, that is true dedication. It really is. It really is. And hard for me too, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to see my wife, you know, every five or six days. Bill and I are not um, allowed to be affectionate. Jerry says, "Knock it no, off." Don't, no <laughs> hugging. No hugging and kissing. No hugging and kissing in front of me. He's like, "If I know? can't be, you can't be." <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's been it's been great. So we're just we're just weaving our way through it. Um, um, and uh, emotionally, as a parent, you know, I have my. I'll be honest. I have my good days and my bad days. Um, Chet's studious. He's responsible. You know, he's driving our car, you know, all around. Um, I wanted him to have a true um, high school senior experience. And, you know, he drives off to school. And even though the car's sitting there all day, I wanted him to feel like he's driving to school and can drive home or go where he needs to go. So I'm walking all around town. He's homeless around um, town. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking. I'm walking People all around comments. town. That's the running joke around here. <laughs> right, which is which is fine, but um, I just wanted him to to feel like a senior and to to do that whole to do that whole thing. That's amazing. I mean, from what I can see, I feel like he is just blended right in and. He's, he's doing well. <laughs> he's doing well. Um, so, you know, he's he's participating. Uh, he doesn't play football anymore, but he's, you know, he's showing his school spirit. He's going to the football games. Um, he went to the homecoming dance um, this past weekend. He so we're here. Sharp, we live here. We're here. He <laughs> we live here and, and we're in it. So it's very exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see him play. I have not. I want to see him. I've play. only seen him play football. <laughs> we came down one game, but I've heard about basketball. Mm. Augie mm. will be cheering, probably the loudest of us all. Yeah. <laughs> so, what stones are left unturned? You mentioned is it just emails? That's really the best you can do. I mean, it's it's so many things, you know, because you you know you just you can't just focus on sports. I mean, no one's playing college football or college basketball without meeting the academic requirements. 
So it's also making sure that we stay focused on that. And it's not just taking um, a bunch of electives. You know, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a criteria out there. There's requirements to be eligible to play college sports and you, you have to meet those requirements. I don't know exactly what those are. I don't worry too much about Chet because he's, you know, he's had a lot of tough courses over his high school career. So we, you know, we met the standard there. But it's also, you know, when those coaches um, come looking, they want to see your transcripts. You know, um, a lot of schools that play basketball are some of the best universities and colleges in the United States. And, you know, a 2.5 doesn't get you in to Villanova. So it's making sure that the academics match the athletics. It is more needed um, than just academics and sports, is it? You need to be more complex, more depth to you, community service. It's 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 all of those things that when you apply to a school that matter, the same thing matters, I think, when it comes to um, basketball. It's not a huge roster. It's 10 to 15 kids that are on a team. The coach is looking for balance. Um, he's looking for who gets along with who. How can I put this team together in a way that we can succeed? Um you can't have just all tough kids. You know, you have to have some intellectual kids. There has to be there has to be the right mix that makes a that makes a strong team. So, again, you know, when it comes to not leaving any stone unturned, it just means just the safest bet is to just be great at every aspect of it. You know, school, the training, you know, the performance, just do good at everything. That's where you have to start. Leave it all out there. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. Do just do good. So how different do you yeah. think it would be for football? You said, you know, that world. Is it just because the team is so much larger? I think I think teams are bigger. Um, so there's definitely more opportunity. I think football, again, football recruiting, you know, goes back 100 years. So there's just a system mm-hmm. that lives out there. Um, coaches know what schools that they've had success at you know where they've gotten players from so for starters they just go back to those same Mm -hmm. places and they're almost guaranteed to find someone that can that can do it you know or they go to a certain county and they know oh you know these five or six schools in this county have so many players yeah i mean when you look at sentiments in high school just in football alone i can think back over the last 15 or 16 years and name at least 10 to 12 Division I college football players that came out of sentiments in high school. So, what can you say for basketball? For basketball, not as prevalent, but in doing my research, once we committed to coming here, um, looking up the coach who I love, um, who has been here for a long time, and everyone in the community that I've talked to about him just absolutely loves him. Um, and we snuck up to a game last year and we watched the team play. And I just loved his demeanor on the bench. Um, but basketball sentiments in high school has a history. Um, and f- for this coach, over his tenure, he's, he's produced several division one college basketball players and college basketball players so we feel we feel like this is going to be well this school is amazing you know just you know first of all transferring here for senior year the guidance counselors have just been 
over the top, 100% amazing, going above and beyond, uh, getting Chet the classes that he needed, um, working his schedule, making sure that he didn't have a lot to worry about when school started. They have been absolutely amazing. So if the basketball coach is just even a fraction of what the guidance counselors have been, I know that he's not just going to work for my son, but he's going to work for these kids. If they have dreams to play on uh, beyond high school, he will do everything in his power to make sure that there's an opportunity for them. And, you know, going back over his record, when you look at players over the past seven to 10 years, there's seven or eight guys that played college basketball, not all Division One, but there were enough Division One guys where I said, wow, this this coach has relationships and he's He's not just sitting at his desk. You know, he's reaching out and he's working. He's been coaching that long. He could just easily just like, all right. And we've we've seen that and it's painful. But um, that's not the situation here at Cinnaminson. So I feel really good about that. When will Chet decide? Well, you know, and you know, you know, Tricia, it's not about um, the athlete deciding. It's almost like the universities decide decide for you. So they have deadlines like at a certain point. Like, is it spring? that you pretty much have heard from everyone like when do you know i think um i think for football it's it's sooner it's um it's early winter you know january february but i think for basketball it's more um it's more spring which is why it's kind of you know it's kind of nutty um because academically you don't want to be sitting around waiting for a basketball scholarship that might not fancy you Right. right. That might not fancy you. So for our family, we've we've told Chet, hey, you know, here are, there's 10 basketball schools that you've got your eye on. But there's but what are the 10 academic schools? What are the 10 schools that if you didn't play basketball that you would want to go to? That so that's always on the table. So those 10 schools we will be applying to basketball aside. So we will start applying to those schools. We've got a few that we're going to hit before the November 1st deadline, uh, which is an early deadline for some schools and, you know, you know, deciding. So we will apply to at least 10 schools academically with no consideration for basketball. Is that because they don't have basketball teams or because? Well, they have they have basketball teams for sure, Mm -hmm. but you just don't know where they are in their recruiting process and you just you can't wait till you can't wait till you know may 5th and graduating like, still don't know right you're like oh right. snap <laughs> like oh snap i didn't apply to any schools <laughs> right 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 is there always the chance of walk-on like he accepts a school and then do you know the possibilities if it came to that of yeah. getting on yeah and you know we just had this conversation the other day about you know you know, walking on is always a possibility. And it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier for a coach to invite a player to walk on if they've already been accepted at that university. I mean, I've, you know, in my old community, Arlington, Virginia, I had helped a few kids get some college opportunities in football because I can make those phone calls. But, it, you know, for the ones that I helped, it was so easy when I'm talking to the director of player personnel when I say, oh, this kid, he's already he's already on campus, like he's accepted, he's there. And then they're like, oh, he's here. And then it's, it's a different vibe. They look at his film and 
he's there. So it's really easy for them to invite him uh, to walk on. Uh, but I don't, I mean, I'm still going to learn how basketball works, but um, we're not going to stop. You know, we're just going to look for every opportunity. And really, you know, basketball is, football kind of lets you know when you're done. Physically. Physically, talent-wise, strength-wise. I think football, you just reach a point where you're like, oof, I just can't move that guy. <laughs> um, but basketball, there's a lot of opportunity. You know, mm -hmm. lots of colleges. Every almost where whereas you know only so many colleges play football because it's such an expensive operation. Almost all colleges can buy fifteen basketball uniforms and they all have a gym. Yeah, you know, so lots of schools play. So there's lots of opportunity, lots of different levels. Um, even after college, you can play in Europe. You know, every country plays basketball. So there's always sure. there's always an opportunity. Um, so for the basketball player that's that wants to play for a long time just don't give up the options are there yeah just, just don't give up right. there's op right. there's opportunity just, just, don't yeah, yeah, just, just don't give up yeah just don't give up keep getting better don't give <laughs> up um so that's the mindset that we have i would yeah. agree i think yeah. you guys can check that one off yeah just don't <laughs> give up now do you guys plan we're gonna say he's on a team will you guys be there will erica still be videoing and cheering or you guys are gonna be empty nesters like what are you gonna do well i mean when he when he i, I believe um I believe he will play in college. He will get a college scholarship. I believe that, and we will be there. We you won't try to go every game. We'll go. We'll go to most of them, but okay. we but we won't have to film at that point. <laughs> Erica's like, yeah, the no film, phone. The filming will be over. <laughs> She'll be like, if you want film, you've got to do it. <laughs> Those will be husband and wife weekends, you know, where you know we'll pop in for a basketball game somewhere in the middle of that. No, but looking forward to that. Um, you know, looking forward to the empty nest. Um, what, what aspect of that? Just that um, you can, it's finally an opportunity where you can just go, ah, uh, you know, and maybe pat yourself on the back a little bit um, because you've shepherded these kids. You're watching them shine. Yeah, do their through, thing, a, through their a process. Path. And, you know, all of my kids, like so many parents say, they're all different. You know, they're all so different and it's just will be a chance to just pat ourselves on the back and wait and see what's see what's next. Most so the waiting hard. I feel like you've been so involved with your kids lives and then you really do just you're forced to take a step back. You are. Um, I mean, and I'm a little bit ahead of you, Morgan, just a little on, bit. on the on the on the path. <laughs> You have to but, listen to uh, our last podcast. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, but, you know, they really start to separate away from you, um, you know, in high school mm -hmm. where they start to have their friends, you know, they start to really, you know, develop real strong opinions about different things, you know, the environment, community, um, activism, and they really start to separate away from you in high school and those years go so fast mm -hmm. and then they, they get do. into they get into college freshman year and you have to hear your daughter talk about she's going to a frat party <laughs> oh gosh and i'm like oh dear no. oh dear. you know all about those frat parties <laughs> you know and but watch then out you, for this watch out for that then, yeah then you just realize you know what 
the trust you have that you, the trust that you did yeah. a good job and they're adults and you just have to pick your spots so my oldest i just felt like there was no way i was going to call her every day i reduced it to calling her on saturday morning and just i started every conversation the same way hey honey did you survive friday night <laughs> and saturday <laughs> you know? So that's how I started those conversations. But, you know, she's probably broken in, broken you guys in for care. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So those Saturday morning calls, just hearing her voice, knowing she was alive. I was like, okay, you know, I can breathe easy. Um, You checked in the credit cards. Did she check in to see where (laughs) she's been? But, you know, luckily for us, she went to Colby College in Maine. So there wasn't a lot of trouble you could get into in Waterville, Maine. Um, but uh, she was very ambitious and really wanted to stretch and move and grow and see the world. Um, but our second was more of a stay close to home kind of a child. So she's always picked good friends and she's always had more of a, she was fun, but she only always had like a close circle of friends and And that's kind of been her existence at University of South Carolina. She's just kind of got her little group of friends. And I feel like I talk to her a lot more, just a little of this and a little of that, you know, a few times a week. I have to say, I don't know how often it happens, but I thought that was the sweetest thing. You're sitting there on the phone helping her with homework. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it takes it takes a village to graduate from college anymore. But uh, the fact that she reaches out, I'm she just does. like, oh, I but love she that. was she was always that kid um, that always, you know, to her detriment, she's like a perfectionist. So she always just wants to confirm that her thoughts and her work is in is in the right is in the right place or on the right path. So you know, she's not doing the work for. Her. I'm just kind of helping her relax and say, yeah, this was a good thought. You know, this was this is this is the right way to think about that. But I'm glad that she calls. Um, she's a fantastic student, but that's always been her nature. Even as a as a small girl, she just always wanted to check in with us on that. And you know, I do some of it. My wife does some of it, just depending on what assignment it is. Um, I majored in hospital administration, so this happens to be a health policy <laughs> course. Um, so. You know, she's she's calling me for that, but she'll call my wife uh, for something else. So but our son, he's he's not going to call for any of that. He's going to figure it out himself, even if he has to make stuff up along the way. (laughs) You know, he's he's good. He's good in that respect. So you'll have to reach out. I'll be reaching out to him. (laughs) You'll have to show up at the games to see what's going on. Hey, hey, Chet waving from the fifth row. You know, hopefully (laughs) I'll get a wave back. (laughs) He'll just give you a nod. (laughs) <laughs> Something like that. What about you, Trisha? This is your first year college bound. How's it been for you? Um, it's good, actually. It's been so. Jack, I was saying this to somebody just the other day. Jack was always a homebody. He was always home with us. He had very small knit group of friends, but when he did go out, they were all in the neighborhood. So it was like going and playing laser tag outside or whatever the the neighborhood game was, and then coming home. Like he never, he was just always home. And it wasn't until he turned 17 and got his driver's, you know, permit that all of a sudden it went from like homebody to complete independence. And it was, I don't feel like I got that transition. Like I didn't, he didn't slowly grow into independence. Mm -hmm. It was like 
he went from one to the next and it was like, <gasps> and next thing you know, he's graduating and he's going to school. And it's like, where did the seat, like, where did the high school years go? I just, it flew by. So now he's in school and I'm actually, I'm really proud of how well he's adapting and he's just, he's just figuring it out. And he's, he's got his roommates who are totally different from the group of kids that he was hanging out with here. Uh, which like I you're love saying that in a positive way. Okay. Yeah. They're just very different, you know, different in the sense that like, he's not just with the same kind of kid doing the same kind of stuff. Like they're all the same. It's like they all bring all his roommates bring a little something different to the table. And it's just helping I, f- I feel like expand his horizons. And um, he hangs out with them. He goes to his welding school. He goes to the gym in the morning. He's just very it's great to see him thriving, you know, because you never know how, into how kids are going to do. Yeah. And it's not like he has that typical college experience because he's at a tech school. So he's not in a dorm room with a meal plan and a cafeteria and that kind of stuff. He went straight into kind of like an off-campus housing. It's not even off-campus. It's it's a bunch of different schools mixed together. Like these kids aren't – I think one's in grad school, one's in college, later in college, I guess, probably like junior, senior year. Um, but they all have jobs. And so it's just very different for like the college experience. Mm-hmm. And so he's also cooking all on his own. And they all make. Did he cook a day in your life at home? No, I think he made salsa <laughs> one time. He made salsa <laughs> and it was like semi edible. So <laughs> so it's it's just been really great. And he says, you know, sometimes depending on who's cooking, they'll just cook it for everybody. And then they'll go for walks after dinner. And it's just it's. It's sweet. It's cute. So oh. this is making me miss college, <laughs> right? I know. Um, oh, that, that's nice. Yeah, so I that's... mean, so he's having a, a really unique college experience. Yes, yes. And he's ten hours away. He's in Ohio. So, um, yeah, he's just kind of he's doing his thing, and you know, it's it's he. We definitely have to reach out to him. You know, he's not he's not reaching out to us too often. Although he has reached out to me a couple just random times. He sent me a picture of this like fleece kind of argyle looking sweatshirt and he's like hey do you like this and i was so happy that he reached out to me <laughs> that i asked him how much it was and then like quickly venho- venmoed him money for it and he was like right. you didn't have to do that thank you so much it's not why i asked i was like i know you didn't i was just so happy that you did <laughs> so yeah so you know what it, it was kind of i think i was a little scared with him going to school because because he transitioned so quickly into independence, all of a sudden it kind of felt like maybe the foundation of our relationship wasn't as good as we thought it was. And we were just, I know that was a concern. Jason and I were just scared, you know, like, oh gosh, like, and we're also coming from, you know, obviously we're a blended family. So Mm -hmm. he's got his mom's side, he's got our side. And uh, it was just kind of scary. Like what's going to happen when he goes away. And then when we did, I mean, I loved us bringing him to school because it was just, all of us together. It was his entire blended yeah. family. We stayed in the same hotel. We went to all our meals together. And the goodbye was sweet. Like Jack looking like a little kid again, looking out the window, mm-hmm. you know, kind of teary eyed, you know, waving until we can't see each other anymore kind of kind of thing. And I was just like, okay, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. <laughs> now, how has Jason been? Because I know the last months before he left, he was really struggling with it. He was really struggling with it. And I think he still struggles sometimes. Um, I think Jack, um, he just, Jason is a very good communicator and he's very good at expressing himself uh, emotionally, you know, verbally, everything. 
And so to have a child that, that isn't that, um, it's hard for him. It's for, hard for him to, I think, um, connect, connect. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and just find different areas where he can connect with him and understand him. And so I think it's, I think it's definitely better, but I think he still has those struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's good. The distance seems to maybe moving in the right direction. I think so. And I think too, I think Jack needed this life experience to be able to fully express, to understand what that means, to have different relationships, to have relationships where he gets let down. I don't know that he's had too many relationships where mm. he was, he was ever really let down. Yeah. To be able to express certain things and understand what it means to express how you're feeling to another person. Um, so you have a mom and dad around to help you and try to support you all the way. Like you're really on your own. So you have to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. But I'm really proud of him. I'm really proud awesome. of, of how well he's doing and how well he's adapting. And um, I'm excited for him to come home for Thanksgiving. Hopefully I'll see him a little bit because, you know, Thanksgiving is <laughs> always like the party week where all the kids get together and. They go get out. to see their friends again. Right, they're, not, they're not coming home to see us. No. You know, I learned no, that we'll be quickly. secondary. You have all these plans and, you know, you're, you're, you're want everyone sitting around the fire, you know, with a charcuterie board and <laughs> right. fancy cheeses and it never happens. <laughs> I know. I know. So the expectations are very low. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why I said, I just hope we, even if it's just one lengthy amount of time where we can just, just two hours chat yeah like I'm hoping I can have my late night like I'll wait up for him to get home one night and just chat with him that's when we've always had our best conversations him and I like late at night just the two of us so um I'm just hoping for one of those my my fingers are crossed I'll fingers stay up every crossed, night I remember coming back home it was all about friends you're old enough you can go into some of the clubs then and, <laughs> right. and newfound independence it's like see you mom and dad yeah <laughs> oh wait i need some money okay yeah, yeah. I have my phone on me <laughs> bye <laughs> cash or zell like so exactly so well yeah except those didn't exist so <laughs> <laughs> true that's him now right well do you have anything else Jay? before we jump jump into mom fashion and dad fashion <laughs> no i mean i you know i i just want to say you know thanks this was a really great conversation just you know sharing with you moms um we all have the same concerns uh the same hopes you know for our kids and you know we might be on different you know stages you know of the journey but eventually we'll all end up in the same place and hopefully our kids will have made us super proud I'll be listening back to this in 15 years and like okay what was that advice there you go <laughs> i know right? do your best do your best kids do your best <laughs> then again we have you in person so we'll just come to you yes <laughs> remind me of that journey yes <laughs> no but thank you so much it was really insightful to hear hear your 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 kind of journey with chet and your mm-hmm. daughters and just yeah I, I loved this i loved this podcast this was one of my faves i feel like I could, I'm like cutting this short only for length time, but I'm like, I could keep talking forever on this. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I know. I, I can't believe you. I can't believe I'm very proud of you too, Morgan. The time has flown by. I mean, for, for all the exciting things that I've done in my life, um, being a husband and being a dad is, is at the top of that list. Like I love 
my family and I love being a dad. It's not always easy, but I I love being a dad and trying to help guide my kids through this life. It's 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 the most exhilarating thing that I've ever done. Oh, well, I think it's evident in some of even your stories, just the lengths you, you will go for your kids. But, you know, I've had, and maybe this is a nice segue, I've had my um, donuts for dummies moment. So when wait, my wait, kids... Wait, hold on, wait, don't jump in yet, Dre. Don't jump in yet. <laughs> I know, I was like, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> we'll remind everyone that you can find us on pretty much any platform that's out there, but really subscribe so you can get the episodes anytime. They automatically download because you're like us. We don't have time to sit there and remember. So let it do the work for you. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, give us five stars. And if you're not loving us, send us an email. Let us know what we can do better. Definitely. And you can find us on social media too. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Mom Jeans and Minivans. And we are also on Twitter as Mom Jeans Min and the number one. Oh, and our email. Give the email. 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 <laughs> email us, but it would be helpful to have the email. <laughs> but it would be helpful to have it, which is Mom Jeans and Minivans at yahoo.com. Email us. <laughs> All right, great. Jump into your dad fashion. Let's hear it. So when my kids, when my kids were in, you know, first grade, they used to have this thing called um, muffins for mom and donuts for dad. So you, you know, you know, the moms would come in on the muffins for mom day, and the dads would come in on donuts for dad's day. But my wife quickly renamed donuts for dads to donuts for dummies. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You know, because us dads, you know, it, it's just not it's not too long before we before we mess something up. So I could tell you many stories about the time where I almost, uh, you know, electrocuted all of my kids in a, in a thunderstorm or, you know, lost my, you know, daughter in the mall. But the story that I'm going to tell is it's a little bit sad and a little dumb dadish, you know, in a sad kind of way. So I was home with my daughter. She was two at the time, Karis. And I was about to take her to daycare. And I go outside to start my car and I'm out of gas. And it's winter. (laughs) It's a freezing rain out there. And, but the gas station is literally only, you know, three and a half blocks away. So this donut for dummy, the first thing I think is I can just leave her here in the house. It's too cold out there. I was thinking all the right things. I didn't want to get her sick. And she's awake, I'm assuming. She's she's awake. Okay. It's it's too cold out there. She's a quiet kid. She's content always. I can just leave her in here. Go get the gas can, walk a couple of blocks, and bring the gas back, load it up, and I'm good. But then I was thinking, I can't do that. That wouldn't be right. What if what if something happened? I would never forgive myself. Say, spoiler alert, we know she's in college. She's okay. She's in college. She's alive. <laughs> so then I say, okay, no, I've got to take her with me. So I put her coat on. I don't put a hat on her. I put her hood on. Because all I'm thinking is I got to get this gas. I got the I got her in one arm. I got the gas can in the other arm. 
and I'm like half running, walking to the gas station. But her hood is flopping off, so her head is getting wet with freezing rain. <laughs> and there were people, you know, I live in you know Arlington, you know, an urban area. So there are people on the street. There are people, women, moms waiting at the bus stop. <laughs> And they just chastised me the whole way in just about every language known Aww, to man. What did they, they say? They were cover that baby's head. Aww. Have you lost your mind? What is wrong with you? They just beat me down. Aww. And I made it to the ga- gas station. I don't know how I got gas in that gas can, still holding her. And was she crying or never just cried? Chill? She was just okay. happy to be in my arms you know and i'm walking back and i have to walk past back past all the same people (laughs) someone stopped and offered me a ride that's how concerned people were because it was cold stopped offering me a ride i'm like no i just live right there and these women just and rightfully so they were giving me the business and um when i got home and got ruthless yes i got the gas in the car and the whole time i was just saying to myself I hope this baby doesn't get sick. And I was like, baby, don't you get sick. <laughs> pep talk, pep talk. <laughs> if, baby, if you get sick and mommy fi- and I have to tell mommy what happened, I am going to be <laughs> in so big trouble. trouble. But I've never told that story to anyone. And my baby did not get sick. I safely got her to daycare. <laughs> And life went on. So. None the wiser. And you never saw those people again. Never saw those people again. <laughs> Thank <so>. goodness. <laughs> but, you know, I, I survived. You got to you know, do what you have to do. You got to do what you got to do. But there were lots, there are lots of those moments where, you know, at least thank God my first thought of, I can just leave her here alone. <laughs> That's where I was really thinking this was going. You know, thank God I moved off of that. But no, life, life goes on. She's I alive and well. But thank you so much for having me on. This has really been a treat. Um, I heard the podcast um, a couple of months ago, and I immediately said, hey, that's cool. I want to be on that thing. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here, Greg. You've been an awesome guest. Yeah, thank you. And you're a pretty awesome brother-in-law, too. You guys have been amazing. Thank you. Well, Trisha, do you want to go next, or you want me to? Sure, I will go. So mine is actually an aunt fashion. Oh, we have had an aunt fashion. I know. And since we have been talking all things athletics, I thought that this would be a good one. Okay. This past weekend, I was visiting with my sister, uh, and my nephew is eight years old, and he plays flag football. And he has struggled a little bit, um, I think, with Johnny not being around. Uh, my my brother-in-law passed away of brain cancer last year. Uh, so it was his father. I think not having a father around a lot of times at these games, it's the boys playing or the occasional girl, which I love seeing out there. Uh, but a lot of times it is the fathers that are very present on the sidelines. The, the Both parents are typically there, but a lot of times it is the fathers who are actively involved. And so I think it's just kind of messed with him a little bit. Um, he He's had a little bit lower confidence but he's a natural runner like I was watching Remy run the other day at soccer and she 
has not figured out yet that the arms pump separately from the legs. Her <laughs> arms kind of just, they just kind of dangle out there somewhere. It's hilarious. So Mason is, he's just, he's a good runner. He's fast. Like I have chased him before and not been able to, or come very, very close to not being able to catch him. And he's eight. So whenever he gets the ball, which is rare, but when he does get the ball, he oftentimes will run it all the way down and get a touchdown. So I hadn't seen him play the whole season. I, I haven't seen him play since last year. So I was so excited to go to his game. And I said, Mason, how many flags are you going to get? He's like, one. I'm like, no, you need to get more than that. How many touchdowns are you going to get? One. No, I need to see more than that. I don't care. You have to get at least one of each. That's like the absolute minimum. He's like, okay. And so he gets one play where he actually is running the ball. He takes this, I don't know what you would call it, the snatch, whatever, when they they pass it back to him. And he runs it all the way around and down the entire field. And I am like, Mason, woo, go Mason, screaming. My sister was videoing and I didn't know it. She sent it to the family. And all you hear is me screeching in the background for him. And uh, so my- we know what kind of parent and auntie you're, you are on the sideline. Yes, I'm definitely like the loud encourager on the sideline. And it was just so funny because my dad was watching it and he just made this like little comment. I don't know. He's like, I don't know. I had to watch it on mute. I couldn't hear anything through <laughs> Trisha's yelling. And I said, I didn't know it was that bad. You should see me on the sidelines of Remy's game. She's three. Oh, and I do that. <laughs> so. Oh, no. so that's my aunt fashion. I, I definitely don't hold I back on the sidelines. Probably would love it too, having that support. <laughs> he actually ran, he ran over and gave me a big hug and then ran back oh, out onto the awesome. field. So that's awesome. It was really cute. Aww, yes. I love it. Well, mine <laughs> is very short and very sweet. Um, <laughs> so Charlie still does nighttime diapers, and that's usually when she saves her poop. Oh, you know? boy. So you get nice oh, surprises <laughs> in the morning often. <laughs> I'm sure Dre and Chef walk past that bathroom many a mornings like, woo. Uh, so was one of those mornings. And Phil and I were, I think we we're just tag teaming upstairs getting ready for the morning. And so uh, it was so bad that we had to do like a sponge bath on her, like just quick outside the shower. Yeah. Wipe her with a washcloth, you know. So Phil was doing that. I'm with Augie right there trying to get him dressed. And Augie's also been, we think, kind of teething. He has like four teeth left. And so Phil finished up with Charlie, and then Augie, of course, wants to go see what his big sister does. And he comes back out of the bathroom. I'm not thinking twice about it, you know, but teething, what do kids do? Washcloths. What washcloth did he use? Oh, Oh, no. no. The one that Phil had just used to wipe her booty, so he was sucking on her poopy Oh, no, 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 no. So is that a mom and dad fashion in one? (laughs) Yeah, it's a good duo. Oh, no. That was just a few days ago, so... Well, knowing August, he's got fast hands, so <laughs> yeah, that was bound to happen. <laughs> oh, seriously, Augie. thank you, Dre. This has been yes. so much thank fun. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. I'm already brainstorming. Like, oh, when can we have him back? All right, All when right. we have him bring back, bring me back. Bring me back. I know. Bring me back. This was a we'll lot get of fun. Chet, so. We'll get Chet on next, yeah, and then I know Chet's go. been like listening over here. Like they're yeah. talking about me, but I'm right here. Yeah, <laughs> we can get Chet on, or you know, get Erica on, and. Make it a true family yeah, affair. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. Ciao. Ciao.